As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to episode 51, brought to you by RX Bar Kids. For 25% off a sample box of 16 bars plus free shipping, go to rxbar.com slash lovely, code lovely. You're listening to Cultivating the Lovely with me, Mackenzie Monroe, from CultivatingTheLovely.com and Bold Turquoise across pretty much all social media, along with Leah Bowden from LeahBowden.com and Modern Miss Mason. So today we're talking about um, the decor or the decor yeah. and <laughs> atmosphere of our homes. We're going to be looking at what it is and how we create the beautiful atmosphere in our homes, how we do that practically and all the other things we want to talk about. Yes. And in the Patreon group this month, which if you haven't checked it out, it's at patreon.com forward slash cultivating the lovely. We're specifically focusing on master bedrooms. I thought that would be kind of a fun thing to be doing for our homemaking challenges in the month of February. We're going to be talking both about cleaning and decor. But I thought for this episode, it would be fun to get both my perspective and Leah's on the ideas of the environment of our whole homes and even why it's important to be thinking yeah. about the environments our homes sounds good and we know that not everyone like it's their favorite hobby to be decorating their house that's not everybody's cup of tea but I do think that the environment of our home is important because it's what our children's memories are tied to and I think it contributes to the overall peacefulness of our home or not peacefulness and um, how much the members of our family even care to keep it looking nice I don't know if you've experienced that yeah and I do you know I'm kind of reflecting on my childhood and my mom is this beautiful homemaker and um I was just over there this week and I've got photographs of her showing my youngest daughter she's got kind of a printer's block on the wall and it's got trinkets and treasures in it and many of the things she holds in her home hold a story Mm -hmm. um And for some people, it can be like, gosh, this is loads. There's just so much. But there's something so comforting about walking in there. She's taken care over each thing she's put out. Lots of kind of farmhousey, eclectic stuff, like um, just beautiful floral pottery, all sorts. And I know for all, uh, for for our family, we love going there because she's taken such care over it all. And it's not Mm -hmm. everybody's style. um, But there's something so comforting about going into a home where you know they've lovingly considered how to create the atmosphere, whether yeah. that's 
plain walls, whether that's a gallery wall, whether that's um, thrifty little bits and pieces on bookshelves, you know, whatever it is, there's yeah. something about this is, has some intention about it. We've intentionally done it this way um, to create an atmosphere where people can feel at home and feel relaxed. Um, and I love that. Yeah. yeah. I think it shows caring. It shows thoughtfulness for your family and your guests yes. to to do that intentionally. And it doesn't have to be expensive, like you're saying. I think that looking at Pinterest and you know Instagram, those can be good places to give us ideas of what we even like, like what our style even is, especially if you feel a little bit lost on that. But it's not like you have to go buy everything from Pottery Barn. There are oh, no. so yeah. many ways to make your home very personal and welcoming just by putting the thoughtfulness into it. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I think it, it, like you said, it really doesn't have to cost a lot. Um, and I've, you know, been through seasons where we just haven't had the budget to buy mm-hmm. things. Yeah. But I've, you learn, and I, again, I've learned this from my family and my, and my, my mom. Um, you've learned just some simple flowers from the garden, put mm-hmm. in a little vase or in a cup. Anything can just create some thoughtfulness and that's the stuff I I know when I was a child they're the things that I remember and I know just a kind of a lit candle or a flower picked from the garden in a in a in a jar it's the kind of stuff our kids feel warmed by and welcomed by and they remember it they definitely do absolutely I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before but I have a friend Katie Duckett who was actually on the podcast last spring and once it hits the season where things are starting to bloom around here which it's fairly late around here. Yes, now it's here. Yeah, yeah. She keeps a bottle of water in her car and a pair of scissors, and she deems anything that's growing like over the sidewalk or yes. over a fence as free game. Like she will park on the side of the road and walk up to somebody's <laughs> yard, and as long as it's hanging over the sidewalk, she's like, "This is public property." And she's she, clever. She is, and she's always got this big thing of flowers like in the cup holder in her car that she takes home and has fresh flowers all the time and that's totally you know free yep I know well at the house we used to live at the guy next door um he didn't really do much gardening he kind of clipped everything back now and again but he had these incredible deep pink peonies that every Mm. year would just flourish down the side and he was a guy living on his own and he didn't really do much with them and they would grow over our fence and I would always get really excited about when they would hang right over and my kids would be like my kids would be like you can't do it I'm like yes I can they're hanging over (laughs) and he I mean he wouldn't care yeah I'd just clip a few off and they were beautiful and you know to to buy those in a store they're really expensive Mm -hmm. um so I every year I would have these and I I had to make sure they weren't in my front window because he would be like, hey, they look like my penis. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was making use of his beautiful garden because yes. um, <laughs> he wasn't appreciating it the way that no. he should. No. Well, and I, no, think, I-, I think that's part of it, too, is like we as women, like the men aren't going to do it we as women have to kind of be the ones to step back and look at our space and intentionally create it. Definitely. I think, I mean, when Dave and I moved into this house, we're in now um, last April. So we're coming up, approach slowly approaching a year. Yeah. And we, when we first got here, we definitely both considered the atmosphere together. We talked about the decorating. Sure. 
And uh, we had a bit more space and time to do that and a little bit more money to do stuff. So, And at one point, Dave was like, let's go antiquing because the house needs some character because we've yeah. done kind of white walls. So we did a we did this this kind of season of me going, yes, let's go antiquing. And we'd yeah. find little pieces to put. But then once life got back to normal and he was back at work, generally he... I just kept that up. I was the one yeah. who drives the homemaking. But yeah. I did appreciate his input at that point. I did appreciate yeah. him saying, this will look beautiful. I appreciate, And that was fun. But the day-to-day the -day rhythm of keeping that going is mm -hmm. def definitely lands on me. It definitely does. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think you mentioned the moving part. And I was going to ask yes. you about that too, like kind of how that impacted your decor. Because I know I'm kind of in that season of being in between places which I know people aren't normally just in between for a few no. months or starting from scratch really but it has given me the ability to kind of sit back and assess okay like how has my style evolved or changed over the last six years since I last moved and, yes. and what what feels homey to me right now and it's allowed me to kind of you know slowly over this time that I'm staying with my parents until I'm able to get a place, pick up small things here and there. And there are some things that I intentionally know, like, okay, I would love to find these specific items that I think would be cute to have on my nightstand or cute in my sure. kid's room or things like that. But it's also, you know, I was at TJ Maxx last week and came across this big canvas that said, it is well with my soul. And oh, it was just amazing. like a very simple canvas. It was just white with black writing on it. But it totally spoke to me, and I'm realizing where I had lived in a house that we'd had a little bit more. It was a, it was a farmhouse. I mean, it was built in 1895, and oh, that's right. Yeah, we had kind of a little bit more of those ornate, antique pieces in it, and lots of color. Yeah. And I'm realizing, like in this stage of my life, I'm settling into like I want things a little bit cleaner, a little bit smoother, a little bit less. Yeah bright and have like pops of color for certain things but not everywhere and so it's kind of allowing me to just reassess and slowly pick up those pieces to kind of form a home as we go yeah and I think moving for me we'd lived in the house for 13 years so my my eldest is 15 so really all my children had grown up there yeah. to, to the stage they're at now um it was quite a small house and I'm I'm not a hoarder particularly but clutter can happen yeah no matter what when you've yeah. got four children uh -huh. and especially with home educating just kind of stuff gathers yes isn't it? um so one thing it did for me was caused me to really minimize on what do I actually want to take mm -hmm. and um we got rid of so much stuff and yeah. um and just, you know, donated it or ended up throwing some stuff away, gave it away. So, And it was um, it was very therapeutic to do that, actually, to kind yeah. of clear the decks, as it were, and just start again. So my, my main mission was when we move, and we were moving into a much bigger house, which was great because I was taking less stuff and... Mm -hmm. I could then start from the very beginning. So we came with only what we really needed and yes. only what I really wanted to bring. And yes, there was still plenty of stuff and 
my bookshelves are full and the children but things like toys I got my kids to kind of really look at what do you actually play with what do you love let's give the rest away and that was amazing for them too is just to really sort through that um so it it really enabled me to start from scratch it was like coming here with a clean slate and uh we we were able to do some we kind of did a lot of painting decorate some in some of the rooms and it's just very white we kind of created this blank canvas Mm -hmm. for us to be able to build upon um but really I think you're right when you as you get a little bit older and you kind of going into a new season a new situation you do really you kind of think well my style has changed a little bit um and um yeah I, I guess when you've got lots of babies and toddlers I was more cautious of them being able to pull stuff over and having whereas yeah. now I've now I've got you know pieces around um my fireplace things that I would never have put there when I had toddlers yeah um so that's cool you know to be able to really um embrace what I really want to see there uh, and like I said we did lots of antiquing and I just I love wood um mm-hmm. Me and too. I like yeah I really love wood and we've got this beautiful old pew that was rescued from a, an old church building oh. that was being pulled down um and that's a, a great feature that I kind of build around um in one of our rooms and yeah and I just Keep it simple, um, but you know when I see something, I think that will add to the character of our home. I just add it in, um, but I yeah. haven't rushed. I haven't rushed to yes. fill it again. I really haven't. I think that's so important. It's something. I mean, I'm in that way. I kind of appreciate this process of being in between because it allows me to slowly think about how I want that new space to be without just like, I just need to get stuff and fill it right away. And I actually did have like, I almost, I almost not put in an offer. I almost applied to rent for a house. Um, and I ended up thinking, well, this I'm, we're not financially just there yet, but it was kind of like that. Oh, well, if we, if we do this right now though, I don't have that ability to fully make it as homey as I want to. And I really want that to, that's just important to me that when we get into a place, my kids can feel comfortable and like it's home. And I think being able to pick up those little touches along the way, but like you were saying, not having so much stuff. I mean, it's overwhelming to think that I, I picked up and I left and I didn't really have a whole lot with me that I took. But in some ways, it's also been really freeing. I mean, like the not having like dishes and that kind of stuff, that's kind of overwhelming. But (laughs) the rest of it, a lot of that has been really freeing. Like I left all the clutter, (laughs) you know, like I left the the drawer in the kitchen that had all the random (laughs) stuff in it, you know, like like being able to know, okay, when we get into a place, we can fill it. KonMari style, I guess, like only with the things that we really find beautiful and useful and not all this other stuff that we don't really need. And that is very freeing in this process. It's really freeing. Yes. Yeah, definitely. This episode of Cultivating the Lovely is brought to you by RX Bar Kids. Now, if you guys follow me on Instagram or on Facebook, then you've probably seen me mentioning these bars lately because they have been my go-to snack for my kids. Whether we're on the run or we're at home, I love to grab these bars because my kids think they're delicious. And of course, to my kids, 
That's the most important thing. But to me, I love knowing that I can grab something that has seven grams of protein and zero added sugar. It has no dairy, soy, gluten, or any other bad stuff. They're whole food bars with egg whites, fruit, and nuts as the base, and I know that I can trust them. As RX Bar likes to say, they're 100% real and totally delicious. And my kids really agree. And since they've got such a pack of protein, my kids aren't coming to me five minutes later saying that they're hungry for something else. I really love this option and I think you guys will too. And that's why RX Bar is giving you the opportunity to try 16 bars of their three different kid flavors, which are apple cinnamon raisin, chocolate chip, and berry blast. And you can get them 25% off Plus, get free shipping if you go to rxbar.com lovely and use the code lovely. Again, go to rxbar.com lovely, code lovely, to get your three flavors, 16 bars total for 25% off and free shipping. I think um, you do have to sometimes, I guess if, some, if there are people listening and they've been in the same house for a long time, and they're going they're going to be in the same house for a long time there's still no harm in just kind of having a fresh take and a look at the rooms you're living in and the the cupboards and the drawers and saying hey how can I and I guess that's what we got you know we, we kind of get into that spring cleaning thing yeah. where we want to start decluttering or um and it's does you good just pick one cupboard and what else what can I change in here or what do I yeah. want to see on that shelf that's going to bring me joy every time I walk in that room or and we can you know I I used to really um uh, follow the fly ladies kind of oh, way yeah. of, of dealing <clears throat> and uh, there's so many um parts of that that I still implement but just not to a T and but the hot spots thing was a big thing for me yeah. is that little little areas in the house little corners that people just dump stuff on yes. and um I, I'm trying, even here, like in the new house, they've started to create these hotspots and wanting to kind of keep those clear and put something, be intentional about that spot so that it doesn't become a hotspot. Um, and I, I think it's constant, isn't it? You're constantly having to review and refresh yeah. because especially for those of us who are home, whether you work at home, you're homeschooling, whether you know you are a stay-at-home mum with little ones, um, we can become a bit immune to what's around us. Yes. You kind of forget the pile of clutter or the stuff on the shelf or because you're seeing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to occasionally just kind of sweep with my eyes like, okay, what, what is not helpful right now? What is not bringing me joy? What is, what am I forgetting or overlooking? Yeah. Um, I think it's good to do that. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's something we've kind of been talking about in the Patreon group a lot this year because we have this homemaking focus and we're focusing on different rooms each month. And I talk about like, okay, come into this space and pretend you're a guest. It's kind of like just turning your brain onto that so that you can see those things because I think we become a little bit blind to them and we kind of have to intentionally think about, oh, I didn't even notice that thing was there, but it's it would be so easy for me to, to fix that or find a different place for it or find an intentional spot for it. And if you want more help with doing that, definitely I want to encourage you guys to check out our Patreon group because we, are, we have challenges and we're walking through things step by step to really kind of take this year to find those spots for everything and, and kind of make that fresh start for everyone, even if you're not moving. Sounds good. Yeah. Yes. So where do you get your inspiration? Like where, how do you figure out your style? What would be your best tips for someone if they're like, I don't even really know what I like. 
for figuring out what what they like and what what is their family's dynamic for decor so i think this is a growing thing i think this is something that might you know that develops over time mm-hmm. so my initial I think for many of us, our initial style comes from the home we left when we, you know, got married or moved out or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I know often people will come into my house who know my mum and my sister and they'll say, oh, I can tell that that's your mum because of the way you style your home. But my mum and I know I've, I have got a different style, but there are elements of that. So that has kind of developed from from my childhood I think Mm -hmm. I think it's it's funny how those influences hit you I think one thing is that recognizing what you um so maybe flicking through Instagram I don't do Pinterest really um but for some people it's looking through Pinterest and so knowing what are you drawn to what immediately makes you think oh that's amazing and for me it's all there's a couple of people a couple of even in real life friends who are on Instagram and um one of them I've seen tomorrow actually I live in a farmhouse and her style immediately warms to me she's kind of log log fire lots of books flowers candles everything's just cozy and warm and inviting and I know that's my style I know because I'm drawn to it I feel welcome to that environment and Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm relaxed in that environment um so I think I think it's if you don't know at all what your style is then you know get yourself on on some kind, even Google Images, like type yeah. in home decor and um, look at what is it you love, How, kind of what makes you what makes you excited, what um, what are you drawn to by your eye, or um, and just yeah, have a flick through. And I think that's how I've I've gradually got more and more ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I mentioned last time when I was on the podcast, one of my newest things is my love for plants. Yes. <laughs> And I think it's because I've moved into this place of space where I'm, I actually can expand a little bit in my decor. I can, and and plants very much appeal to me because they're green and they're living and they're growing and they go really well with books. (laughs) So I've got these gorgeous kind of, and, and I'm learning to keep them alive, mostly successful, but I've got these gorgeous plants hanging over bookshelves and they're, you know, and that's a new thing for me. I wouldn't have said that I was a plant girl mm-hmm. five years ago. Um, and I think some of that has come again from being inspired by pictures mm-hmm. um, I've seen and thought, you know what, that's my style. I can do yeah. that. Um, but it doesn't always come straight away. You might not be able to afford it straight yeah. away, you know. And I just started off by buying one plant, and it cost me a couple of pounds. Yeah. Um, and I just sprayed that every week and kept that growing. And um, and it just it's a slowly adding little things that that you think, yeah, this is really me. This expresses who I am. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I think it's that like I can look at a lot of different decor styles and appreciate them for being beautiful but knowing that that's not exactly what I want for my home there are those certain pictures that you see and they just sit right with you and you feel comfortable and you know that's a space that you could curl up with a book and feel at home and I think kind of running those things through your head helps you to figure out what your style is and you know even 
even once you kind of know your general style, like you were saying, being able to pick up those pieces along the way and seeing that inspiration and being like, oh, plants would be great. You know, even since we talked, that's something I've added to my list. Like, I should uh, get plants yes, <laughs> I move. That's like, right. <laughs> that would be a good thing. I think, um, though, that for me even, I especially have put a lot of thought into what do I want my bedroom to feel like because yeah. I don't have one right now. And so oh, I course. want that space to be that retreat place that I can feel like nourished, taken care of my sanctuary from all the storms that are happening. You know, I, I really want to intentionally create that space. And so I've done things even like I have a whole Pinterest board that's just about nightstand styling. <laughs> like oh. what I want on my <laughs> nightstand to make it feel like I'm cuz it's so easy, I think especially with a nightstand it can very easily become a hot spot where you throw your tissues yeah. and your chapstick and your you know everything. Yeah. And Absolutely. I want it I want to be able to walk into my room and not be like, "Oh, there's just stuff everywhere." Like it that it I've intentionally created that space. And so I even though I can't afford to get all the things I want for it right now, you know, I'm journaling, oh, when I have the money, I want to pick up a vintage style alarm clock to put on my nightstand. I want to, you know, like just keeping note of those things, even though, you know, you can't get them right now. It gives you that forward vision and that hope of, okay, I will get there and I will have that space that does make me feel cozy and comfortable. And yeah, it's just a process that we have to let happen. That's right. And it is, I mean, you know, hey, that's why Pinterest was created, right? It's kind of looking at looking at stuff and collecting these dreams, collecting this wish list. And not that we're looking, I I mean, I can speak for myself. I'm really not a perfectionist when it comes to home decor. I'm I'm quite organic. I'm quite relaxed. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know what I like. And I know that I, I want to create a place where people feel welcome. They feel relaxed. I mean, you know, sometimes I've I've walked into homes and um you know the clutter has been so much, so yes. much. And this is years ago really. I hope people listening you might know me going, Oh, is that my house? <laughs> no. This is a long time ago. But I remember walking in and just feeling um and as an introvert as well, this really affects us. Like, I can't breathe. I felt claustrophobic. Yeah. I couldn't go. You know, I'm like, oh. Um, and they were just, you know, some people it's just busyness. And some people, you know, it's just not a priority. And that's fair enough. But I know in my own home where I do get to um, create that space, I, I want people to walk in and feel relaxed and welcome mm-hmm and feel immediately at home and um yeah and just create a place of peace and that's really important for me is that what hangs on my wall and um yeah that the environment is peaceful mm-hmm. um and we you know being church pastors we had, we do a lot in our home we do a lot of yeah. work with people uh, we have a lot of meetings here we do pastoral work here so that obviously is a is a big priority for us is that um i, I want people need to be able to come in and just relax yeah. Uh, yeah. So I agree with that. And I, that was something I was going to mention too, is I think part of finding your style is also figuring out your stuff level. Like yeah, how much absolutely. is the right amount of stuff for you? Because I've had friends homes that I go into and it's just like, it's barren to me, but to them, 
that's peaceful by just not having things on surfaces and just very simple things on the walls. And that's, that speaks peace to them where for me that feels empty. Like you haven't moved in, you know, but for other people, it's like, there's so many trinkets and so many things everywhere where they love that because there's a story for every piece and that makes them feel at home. But you have to figure out where you're at on that spectrum and be able to land at kind of knowing when a space is filled and not going over that threshold where then it's going to become overwhelming for you, I think is a big part of just knowing yourself. And I think um, you have to really read and analyze what you're using your home for. So again, like for us, we do have visitors regularly, you know, a few times a week, we have people in our home. So, and I think you can be creative in different rooms. Mm -hmm. Like if you want a big gallery wall, but you, you know, somebody in your house, or I don't know, sometimes you have different ideas about decoration with your spouse or with kids, I don't know. Um, But you could do one in your bedroom instead or doing like so for me, we have a room that's sometimes called the school room, sometimes called the library, sometimes called my office. Yeah. Um, But really, that's where all the books are. Or apart from one small vintage bookshelf that I've got vintage books on, um, all the books, all the school equipment, everything, and we can shut the door. Yeah. So you know that, um, yeah. and for, and that hasn't always been the case. You know, when we were beginning our homeschool journey, everything was in our dining room, which yeah. a lot of people do. We had shelves in the dining room with all our books on, and that's how we lived for a few years. Um, so I think you have to read. Okay, what am I using my home for? And what are the resources I have and what other space can I use? And we can Mm -hmm. be so creative, so creative with cupboards and storage. And um, yeah, and I've learned to do that. Definitely that not everything has to be seen. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I I love that you brought up the schoolroom thing because we have definitely had that experience where your school space is part of your main living space, like your dining room. And I think that a lot of people think like, well, we don't have a school room and the dining room has to be the school room. So I've got to tack up, you know, the, the generic ABCs on the wall yeah, and the, you the know, timeline. Yeah. All <laughs> this stuff. But I think even in that you can be creative to make those things feel like actual pieces of decor in your home while they are also able to be used. Like if you have to get a globe, get a vintagey looking globe. <laughs> like yeah, if absolutely. you have to get a map, <laughs> get a map that can double as wall art. So it doesn't just feel like, <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, we just stepped into a classroom. Like you, you can't, and I've seen you do this beautifully with nature study items. Like yes, those right. pieces can be part of your decor. They can, yep you can use that without it feeling like it's just a classroom. Yeah. And that's right. I mean, I definitely have learned to do that. And I remember in our old house, um, the dining room, we had the pew in there and we had some lovely pieces in there, but that is where we did a lot of our homeschooling. And I remember one point Dave sort of saying, Hey, um, I love all this, but we, we use this a lot for our church work can we avoid putting so much on the walls? You know, yeah. and I was having to kind of, I was like, yeah, I respect that. And I, sometimes I don't, you know, you just in the moment, you're sticking all these things up that you've made and all. And um, I had, to, and I kind of had to see with different eyes sometimes mm-hmm. a bigger perspective of the other people in our house. But yeah, and I've, I've learned to gather little things to collect the nature pieces and use windowsills and, um, yeah. 
you do learn as you go along. And I think also, I mean, it's cool following people on social media who are have a similar lifestyle to you and just kind of going, hey, how do you do that? How do you? Yeah. And we'll often get those questions on our homeschool groups, like, how do you display this? How, where, mm-hmm. what do you do with your books? How do you um, store this? How do you store that? And I think it's just, we, we ask for help from each other, don't yeah. we? So often. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that YouTube is a great place for that too, because then you can really see it play out in a lot of people's real lives. There's just, there's so much, such a wealth of information on YouTube. Yes. We yeah. can't discount that either. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I want to try to just like talk about specific, like, have there been books that have inspired you? I mean, we've talked about Pinterest, Instagram, but have there been specific books? And what are your favorite ways to kind of, or places that you can go to get pieces on a budget for creating more of that environment for yourself? So books wise, I think, um, I think books to do with atmosphere Anything by Sally Clarkson has always yeah. been an inspiration. And she just is so yeah. amazing around that. And I, I haven't been to her home, but I'm getting to know her better. And she uh, bring. I think she's really good at making it very simple, but very mm-hmm. beautiful. And really, I think her and I, I, we relate so much around books and tea and candles and cozy. And I think that's there's yeah. something so, so warming. So I think some of her, you know, even her some of her most recent books, Life Giving Table, Life Giving Home. Yeah. I think they're so inspirational in this kind of stuff of, of creating an atmosphere simply where we can really inspire our children and inspire hospitality. So that's always been helpful. I think learning about decluttering, like I already mentioned, using books like Fly Lady, where I actually kind of get into grips with systems mm-hmm. and having having a system cleaning well which I don't do all the time I really don't do all the time um (laughs) cleaning well you know I'm not I'm not a cluttery person I'm not a hoarder but still you can lose sight of things gathering around your home um so that has been helpful definitely I think books like Fly Lady have been um really helpful for my journey and we still do a 10 minute pickup we use alarms, you know, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. We use timers. Um, that has been really helpful just to help create a rhythm and which, um, yeah, just is good for the peaceful home. Um, I think picking up, I'm um, even today, so I was just thinking about thrifting, which is a term I guess is more used in, in the States. Yeah. We just call it secondhand shops. Uh, thrifting sounds more fun. <laughs> um, but again, I picked this up from my mum who would – find the most incredible finds I mean she would go into a normal thrift store where things were you know 10 pence 30 pence what really really cheap um and she would find antiques probably things that were worth a lot more um incredible really so just today um I happened to our church has a charity shop and I popped into it and I came back with some retro kind of vintage mugs and some little bowls. And my kids were like, wow, these are amazing. And I and I didn't spend and I found some books. I didn't spend anything more than six pound, which is, you know, eight dollars kind of thing. It was mm-hmm. just it was nothing. Um, so I think 
looking you know looking for bargains i think thrifting is is not everyone is into that i love that because you can get bits of real character Mm -hmm. and just get a little thing now and again yeah um you know we do go to ikea i think it's ikea (laughs) has been helpful um for like bookshelves and desks and just having it all white in one room that's been really simple um and i think if we we've never particularly had a big um decorating budget uh, yeah. we we would go for more handcrafted wooden pieces probably and maybe later in life we'll start collecting things like that but just you know an oak table or something like that would be on our wish list mm-hmm. um but i love supporting small businesses i love going to small towns and finding those little shops that have things that have got character in them yeah. um and then online, I mean, I do yeah. love word art. I, I love word art. I love, um, I mean, there's so many great companies that sell scripture on postcards and pictures and canvases. And yeah. I have a, I have a few pieces like that that I've got over the years. Um, I think I think I love words and love words on the wall. Yeah, um, me too. Just often. Um, and again, you know, looking on Etsy or anything like that, really, you can find so many things. But I just think it's kind of getting little bits when you can. Yeah. Um, you know, especially, I mean, I, you know, just this week, I'd ordered a small um, candle holder. I think they call them a, like a wee willy winky candle holder. Oh, yeah, I know <laughs> so, what you mean. Yeah. So yeah. you can, you, it's like an old fashioned, you can carry them. But I've been getting, I've been buying these beeswax candles and you can, I just was picturing myself with this little candle holder that I just couldn't find. I ended up finding it on Amazon and I, it hasn't arrived yet. I'm eagerly awaiting my package <laughs> to arrive. Just again, it was only a couple of pounds, but something that was, I'm quite looking forward to having. Enjoying yeah. that, having that next to my table while I'm reading my Bible, having a cup of tea. Um, and it's just the small things that bring, yeah. I know they bring me great joy. They really do. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that some good resources for me, I I love Sally Clarkson's books too. Those have always been a big thing for just, yeah, the whole ideas behind why it's important to even be doing this and having this pursuit of making our homes comfortable and life-giving. I also really loved Michaelin Smith's book, The Nesting Place, because it's, I mean, she's got a lot of pictures throughout and has really good basics for learning to decorate your own space and finding your style. And she also has a lot to say about if you're living in a rental home, because I mean, she was a decorating blogger who was living in a rental home, which you would think would be a challenge. And she did so many amazing things without, you know, like destroying the place or whatever. Yeah. This is, is this the the lady? She is Emily P. Freeman's sister. Yes. Yes. I know who she is. So the Nestor. Yeah. And so she has a book that's just beautiful. And I never really thought about the rental stuff before because ever since I moved out of my parents' house, I've owned a home. But it's a a new thought for me to be kind of having to think about that. So it's been fun to go back to her book and be getting new ideas for kind of this new phase of life that I'm in. So I'm enjoying that book. I also loved um, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. But not, I mean, for the ideas in it, but also I love the chapter where she talks about how she interacts with her home and like, so why she put things the way that she did. Like she would think about how do I want my evening to look so that I'm living my best 
life and like how she intentionally thought like, well, I want to be able to have a bath and I want to be able to. So I, that's a space that I want to create and have my bath salts and, you know, like thinking about how we use our spaces for how we decorate them. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Confession time, because, you know, we're allowed to do that on here. I, I bought that book. I got on the bandwagon and bought the book and, um, I just couldn't bring myself to read it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if there's anybody else out there. Come over and let me know. Um, I just, someone told me that you've got to talk to your socks. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Yes. Okay. I don't want to have to. <laughs> there is so much silly hoo-ha in that book that I I totally agree. Like, no, I am not going to thank my socks for doing their job. And I am not going to completely unload my purse every night and pack everything away in a box and then get it back out the next day. Like, that's not happening. But I actually, I listened to the book. I was pretty resistant to it at first because I don't normally like to read like really fad kinds of books. No, I don't. I yeah. Know. That's. Yeah. But I listened to it. And because okay, I was able to listen to it while I was showering or doing my makeup or whatever, I felt like I was able to better pull out the pieces that I really did like. And so <laughs> I've listened to it twice, actually. And even the second time, I'd be like, oh, I don't I don't need to listen to this part. I would just fast forward till I get to those ideas again where she's talking about how she really interacted with her space and why. I mean, even simple okay. things like she would say, like, if I have a closet full of bottles of cleaning supplies, she would either like turn them so all the labels weren't like glaring in your face or she would cover the labels just to make it like cleaner to the eye. Like something I wouldn't have ever thought of and those kinds of things. And the other book that I love that isn't from this Japanese perspective, but it's actually (laughs) French was, um, oh, it's by Jennifer L. Scott. I think it's called 20 lessons from Madame Chic. I'll have it in the show notes, but I really love this idea because she talked about being this college student who would wear her pajamas all the time and everything. And then she moved in with this French family and that they don't live that way there, (laughs) that they're more intentional about how they present themselves. And it's not like they're spending all this money on these things, but they figure out their style and they get into their groove and they design their life very intentionally. And so I just, I loved those ideas. It wasn't even specifically about decorating your home, but it was kind of like how you intentionally form your lifestyle. And then that reflects itself out into the pieces that you pick for your home. And that's, that sounds great. So this is, she, she wrote the book. It's called Madame Chic, right? It's 20, I think it's called 20 lessons from Madame Chic or something like that by Jennifer L. Scott. So she has a whole bunch of different books about this kind of, you know, Francophile lifestyle (laughs) that she learned while living there. But I just, I loved that, that sense of you can make it so much more than it is. You can be thoughtful in the way you design your day. And, you know, not that I do that with everything all the time, but it's a fun thought. And I just think it gets your wheels turning to be more intentional about those spaces. Sounds great. Love it. Yes. And then I had one other one. What was it? Oh, the places that I like to go to find things. So yes, I, you know, you look on Pinterest and you look on all those places and you see all this lovely stuff and it's all, you know, from restoration hardware and that yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> that's not happening yeah. for me right now. But no. I love Target. 
I mean, I you, oh, you yeah. probably don't have you don't have that in England. We don't, right? but yeah. any, anytime I'm in the states, I have to go to Target. So yeah. my, the the very the few days I had uh, in in Nashville last year, yeah. I said to my friend, "We have to go to Target. <laughs> if we do nothing else, I have to go to Target." So that was high on our agenda after the World and Free Conference. <laughs> yeah, it's just they have so much that I mean, they're knockoffs, and it's not like. You're not like paying bottom of the barrel prices, but it's definitely no. cheaper than going to Restoration Hardware. And I've been able to find so many things like on end caps that are clearance or on sale with their cartwheel app. I was just in there um, a couple weeks ago and I found like, oh, this is the lamp that I want on my nightstand. And it's amazing. It's on, you know, it's five dollars off or whatever. And I really love their pillow fort collection for kids. It's okay. just so beautiful and peaceful and is worth what we've done this year for for Christmas and I've told the kids for all their birthdays like you're getting stuff for your room <laughs> like that's that's just <laughs> yeah. what we're doing and so it's been so fun to kind of be able to pick out those pieces and stuff from there I love TJ Maxx again it's not always as cheap as they make it sound like it's going to be but you so can... we have T ours is called TK Maxx slightly oh, different funny. that's yes. hilarious that it would just be that much different <laughs> It's, I think it's pretty much the same, and it's one of my favorite shops. It yeah. really is. You can really yeah. find some treasures there. And so I like to pop in there every once in a while and see if there's anything, if I know I have a little bit of money in my budget that month, because I'm kind of trying to budget a little bit every month to be picking things up along the way. And then this summer, I just plan to do a lot of garage sailing and kind of like you were sailing, saying with the thrifting is like picking up pieces, trying to look at those places for things that I know we need, but I don't want to spend a ton yeah. of money on. And then there, I've also been hitting, like, I haven't bought anything yet, but I'm looking on sites like Birch Lane and Wayfair and places like that online that I can hopefully get some discounted pieces. Like, I mean, we need beds and we need, you know, all those kinds of bigger things that I'm just going to have to invest in. So trying to find the best prices that I can on those sites. Okay. So... That's, that's great. And I think you just got to be creative when yeah. you don't have a huge budget. Yeah. Um, it does make you me be a lot more creative. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it d does also make me try to take advantage of sales much more often. If I see like, yes. having that little bit of money stashed away, if I'm not, you know, spent it that month being like, oh, well, I hadn't planned on buying this specific thing, but this is the thing that went on sale. So we're going to pick it up because we know we need it. So yeah. That's oh, good. yeah. Another way of doing it. So good. Well, I think this was a really fun, full conversation. Hopefully it gave people some good ideas for... Yeah. And I, th I just homies. think it's really important isn't it, that people embrace their own style. Yes. And I think it's one one of those things that we also need to not compare ourselves. Absolutely. And just love your, you know, love your home. There's a great um, yeah. Ralph Waldo Emerson. God bless him. He said, the ornament of a house is the friends who frequent it. Yes. Which I thought was so lovely um, that actually the people who come into my home and the, the people who fill our home really are the, the beauty and they do fill it, don't they? But yeah. I think creating an environment where they can feel welcome and they can feel at peace is, is the icing on the cake for me. 
Absolutely. I completely agree. And I think that's a wonderful note to end on. Yes. So thank you so much for joining me this month. And I will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. All right, ladies, if you'd like to dive even deeper into this whole home atmosphere topic, we are revamping our master bedrooms this month in the Patreon community, and we would love to have you over there. We're also focusing our self-care this month on really creating solid morning and evening routines. We're doing a book club of Hello Mornings by Kat Lee, and we've got a whole bunch of other stuff going on over there. So make sure you go to patreon.com forward slash cultivating the lovely to check out everything that's going on. There's a great post for February that talks about everything that's coming out throughout the month. Thank you also to all of you who've been leaving ratings and reviews lately. It's certainly helping because I get people telling me that they are finding the podcast through iTunes all the time, that it's being recommended to them because of iTunes. And that's because of you guys leaving those ratings and reviews and making sure that you're getting your downloads in there. I so appreciate all of you who are subscribing and doing that. So thank you. Thank you. One final thing, be sure to hop over and support our sponsor, rxbar.com forward slash lovely, code lovely. Just hopping over there and really checking them out lets them know that their sponsorship is working and that helps keep the lights on here at Cultivating the Lovely. So make sure to head over there, check them out, see what they've got to offer, rxbar.com forward slash lovely, code lovely. I would so appreciate it. Other than that, I hope to be seeing you on Instagram and in our Facebook group throughout the next week and next Tuesday. Tuesday, we'll be catching up with Aaron Odom and we'll be talking all about interacting with your extroverted friends and how you can do that well. All right, ladies, until next time, go be bold and gracious. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Oh, 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 you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.